to Experience Share, a Pokemon podcast starring me, Titanitar. Oh, that's good. AKA Tanner Greenring. Great Mon. Great Mon? Yeah, Great Mon. Tyranitar. I never heard of it. I found it in a list of Pokemon, but I've never heard of it. You might be seeing one of those on the battlefield one of these days. And my co host, Heracrosh, aka Josh Fjellstead. That's solid. Great work this week. I have also never heard of Heracross, but I liked its look. Most of them are going to be new for you in this one, right? Heracross. It's got like big eyes. It's kind of got a little like smirk. You could tell it's a troublemaker. It's sort of a man beetle. (laughs) It's like a beetle that's like the size of a man and stands up like a man. Yeah. It's like a man in a beetle outfit. And I I liked its look. I think it's good. It's like a beetle that's standing up. I don't know how... I'm trying to describe it better, but there's no better way to describe it than a beetle that's standing up. I like how he has a little kind of a shit-eating grin. I think it's where two chunks of shell come together, but it does look like a little, like, ooh-woo grin, you know? Like a little, like, oh, yeah. like a cat girl grin. <laughs> oh, that's how you say that. Ooh-woo. Ooh-woo. Sure. I'm looking at this picture of Mega Heracross, and I am liking what I see. Its signature move is Megahorn, which I remember being, like, pretty festive, very festive in this game. Hell yeah. I'm feeling Megahorn about this Mega Heracross right now. Well, so what what are we, like, a minute, (laughs) minute or two into this? Mega horny already. It's been a minute, Joshua. It has. Since I last spoke to you. Can I talk about privilege for a moment? <laughs> yeah, th- this whole show, some would say, <laughs> is a commentary on privilege. I have another podcast. <laughs> Humble brag. It's not important what it's called. It's called the Babysitter's Club Club. And the income generated from that podcast is fairly insignificant, but... Often like a little bonus, like every now and then my co-host will just send me a check and he's like, just sent you a little bit of money based on the money we're generating from that podcast. And it's essentially free money. And it's like, well, here's some free money. Yeah. Who doesn't like that? And the other day he sent me a check and I was like, you know what I've been meaning to pick up? Some AirPods Pro. Oh, God. So I did that. Okay. I don't see you wearing them right now. No, these are my podcasting headphones. They're actually, okay. ga- it's no. a gamer headphone. Do you see the mic? Yeah. Speaking of privilege, these are my, <laughs> these are my podcast headphones. <laughs> so I went to the Apple store <laughs> and I said, one pair of AirPods Pro, please. And they said, okay, here you go. And they're like, do you want to buy any other accessories to go with it? And I was like, hmm, tell me more. <laughs> Got a sucker on the line and they're just reeling them in. And they're like, do you travel a lot? And I was like, I used to. And they're like, well, here's a thing called the, now I can't remember what it's called. It's called like the air ears. It's like a little dongle with a stereo jack on it, right? Okay. Like a headphone jack. And he's like, what you do is you plug it into anything that takes an aux cable, anything that takes a stereo headphone jack, and you hit this button and it'll broadcast the sound from that thing to your AirPods. What? So you're telling me I could plug this into a, let's say, 3DS and hear the audio from the 3DS on my AirPods. He was like, yeah, totally. And I was like, 
sold, good sir. <laughs> Wait, that's actually sick. Why don't why don't they talk about that? That's interesting. I'm gonna look up what it's called because it's so nice. I brought it home and I got my my AirPods Pro running and got this thing running, and I plugged it into my 3DS. And sure enough, it just broadcast the fucking sound from my 3DS right to my AirPods. That's wild. It was so great, and I'm so happy with this purchase. And if you're looking for a way, and if, you, if you're if you living with privilege, it's called the <laughs> 12 South Airfly Pro Bluetooth Transmitter. And it costs $55. And if they're looking for podcasts to sponsor... <laughs> and if you're living with a lot of privilege and you're making a little extra income off of a second podcast that you're doing <laughs> and you have $55 to throw around, I recommend you pick up one of these Airfly Pro Bluetooth transmitters just so you can listen to the sweet sounds of Pokemon Gold as you're playing through Goldenrod City. There are bops, especially Goldenrod with the radio stations, too. Lots of bops. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I picked up a card. I went into some building, and someone was like, answer five trivia questions, and we'll give you a radio card. Yeah, the radio tower. Yeah. I did that, and I got it wrong the first time. Oh, I got it wrong about 20 times. They caught me on a trap where she was like, which we're skipping ahead a little bit, but just to close the anecdote. In Goldenrod, there's a, a radio tower, which is where Professor Oak has his, his like, podcast, his, uh, his radio show. On the ground floor, they have a couple of, like, contests, and one of them is a quiz. And this woman will ask you five questions. And on the third one was, like, what does Kurt make his Pokeballs out of? And then it says apricorn, but it's spelled wrong. It was A-P-R-I-K-O-R-N. Yeah. And I was like, I know it's apricorn like normally. Feeling like a freak on a leash. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, they play that at at Goldenrod Radio as well. (laughs) It's like like an 8-bit version of Korn's Freak on a Leash. (laughs) I bet that's a thing. And if it is, I'm going to add it in here. But anyway, I got it wrong because it was a trick question. And normally I know how to spell that, but I thought that it's Pokemon World. Maybe they spell it with a K. Who knows? Up here in Goldenrod, they spell it with a K instead of a C. I won it after about 20 unsuccessful attempts because <laughs> it asks you the same five questions over and over again. Yeah. So you can just kind of brute force your way through it. A stupid game. Stupid game. There's a lot of stupid games in Goldenrod, which we'll get to. But first, we started our journey. Azalea Town. Azalea Town is where we started, and we made our way northward. Immediately north of Azalea Town is a thing called the Ilex Forest. And it's a forest where it's perpetually night because the the tree cover is so dense Yeah. that regardless of what time you're playing the game, it's always night. Keep in mind, 
I'm always playing the game at night. <laughs> yeah, so it's just natural for you. <laughs> so it's like, it, I didn't even notice that until I went to go look up Ilex Forest on Bulbapedia to see if there was any, like, interesting new sweeties I could get in there. Yeah. And it was like, did you notice that it's always night? And I was like, no. Because <laughs> <laughs> I always play this game at 11 p.m. Fiel Stan's eyes have just adapted to the constant darkness <laughs> yeah he's like a kajit <laughs> i have pokemon if you have coin <laughs> so ilex forest is this like maze-like forest that is sort of like a cave where pokemon can attack you at any time even if you're not in the tall grass it doesn't even have tall grass it's like normal grass and then it's got like flowers but they can just come out they can get you anywhere it's got like a spooky I like it I like the soundtrack I think the whole thing is good the soundtrack is a little like dark there was a lot of dark soundtracks on this like the Goldenrod Undergrad City was also like pretty spooky yeah Johto is a little, it's a grittier, grittier region. It's dork-sided. Do you remember that? Do you remember dork-sided? No. It's from a show called Wife Swap that happened in the early 2000s. <laughs> yeah. And two of the wives who were swapped, one of them was a um, sort of like evangelical religious zealot. And she was sent to like a hippie atheist home. And she lost her mind. <laughs> yeah, I bet. And she was from the South, and she kept yelling that everything was dork-sided. This is dork-sided. She's tampering in dork-sided stuff. That's pretty good. And that's what the soundtrack for this week was, too. Yeah. I feel like I'm doing a lot of telling a long anecdote about a piece of uh, media that I've consumed, and then just saying, and that's what happened in Pokemon this week. Here's some anecdote. Like, slightly just ahead of, like, something that I would understand. <laughs> like, about five years. Although, I did know... I was familiar with Wife Swap, but here's a revealing and not a good way uh, feature about my yeah. adolescence. Is that even when I was, like, this little shit, like, what, 14, 15-year-old? I was like, reality TV, no, that's that's <laughs> trashy. I'm not doing I'll that. I'll be over here reading The Economist. <laughs> yeah. Which is only sort of a joke because Josh literally does read The Economist every single day. Yeah, and I also have a side thing where I just yeah. screenshot really bad and or good puns and like shade in The Economist. It's a Twitter account, at The Econodist. I do follow The Econodist, and it's incredible to me how much puns and shade happens in the economist oh it's like almost every article a magazine that i think of as one of the smartest magazines in the world yeah <laughs> that's one of the reasons one of the reasons i like the brits it's like serious but like it's a little let's have a little fun with it like things are kind of going to shit but like we can have a laugh ilex forest <laughs> yeah we're there we're being attacked by caterpies and whatnot everywhere we turn and then we encounter this boy, <laughs> and the boy says, can you help me capture my far-fetched? Is that right? 
We find out that the charcoal maker's apprentice is missing while we're still in. Excuse me? Well, that's who it is. What Charcoal maker? The far-fetched is the apprentice. The charcoal maker. Charcoal maker? Yeah, yeah. It's the little boy's father is the charcoal maker. You get charcoal. Did you get charcoal? I don't remember. <laughs> charcoal? I don't remember charcoal ever. It's a held item that empowers fire-type moves. Oh, I don't have any fire-type Pokemon. Yeah, but it's good to have. You might eventually. Okay. Okay, so it's a, there's a charcoal maker, which is apparently a job in modern Johto. Oh, I make charcoal. <laughs> yeah. Was it 1600? Yeah, it's like weird economy that's run on like the... There's a fucking radio tower! Backs of charcoal makers and, and uh, black market of slowpoke tail selling. You can't tell me that it's not the modern world. There's a radio tower and a high-speed train in the next town. Charcoal maker. Hey, charcoal's still good. They got a barbecue. We still use it. They do have the barbecue. You're right. Fuck. Fuck. Anyway, this kid's far-fetched is running away from it. Yeah. I'm reading the Bulbapedia page now because I was like, I don't remember anything about fucking charcoal. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty lost. And I'm on the 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 Bulbapedia page now. <laughs> And both of us have been quietly trying to read the Bulbapedia page while maintaining hosting our hosting duties. Oh, I got strategywiki.org open also. I got like multiple tabs on this Ilex Forest situation. When the player enters the forest, the only way to proceed to the next section of the forest is to return the runaway far-fetched for the regional cutting master's son. What are you talking about, charcoal? So, strategy wiki... It's the cutting master. <laughs> yeah, well... And he gives you HM01 as a reward for returning his Farfetch'd, which is like this thing where you have to kind of chase the Farfetch'd around the forest. Every time you go up and, and tap A on it, it will run in the opposite direction, and you kind of have to outsmart it to get it to, like, run into the kid, essentially. Yeah, you have to corral it. Yeah. Which you, you previously, I believe, struggled a little bit trying to do that. Me? Yeah. No, I don't think so. I think you tried it early and it didn't work out yeah that doesn't sound like me i'm pretty good at puzzles i'm a, I'm a kind of a game guy yeah designed a few games I, i'm like i like to play games so as long as it isn't chasing a duck around in a forest nah it wasn't me i don't think you must have been talking to some other pokemon co-host you have check the tips anyway you get this runaway to the kid and the regional cutting master gives you hmo1 cut and it's there's not a charcoal maker, and I don't know where you're getting charcoal maker. I do have charcoal, and how I got it is that you go back after he's given you cut, and then that son will give you charcoal. Oh, no, Joshua, absolutely not. We do not talk to these fucking freaks after we've interacted with them. You know that I like talking to everybody after I've defeated them or helped them. Absolutely not. We do not talk to these fucking freaks. No way. No way. <laughs> well, I have charcoal and you don't. I'm fine with that. As long as it precludes me from talking to these fucking freaks again. <laughs> absolutely fine with that. I don't know about you, Josh. I was expecting a far-fetched in reward for saving this Farfetch'd. That would be nice, but Farfetch'd isn't that great until Sword and Shield when he gets Surfetch'd. I also can't have him, because he's not a sweetie. Farfetch'd is a sweetie. Ooh, ooh, <laughs> don't mind if I do. 
Okay, I gotta find a far fetch in this game, I guess. The other thing we should cover while we're in Ilex Forest, because we're pretty much out of there. Once you return far fetch, you get cut, and then you just hack and slash. Oh yeah, your way out of there. Is it the shrine? Yeah, we should talk about the shrine. There's a little hut in the forest in in Ilex Forest, and you go up to it, and it's like this is a shrine to the forest guardian. Yeah. And I went up to it the first time while playing a night run through, and it just said like. This is a shrine to the forest god. And I was like, okay. <laughs> and then it like nothing happened. So I was like, I'm going to wait and come back during the daytime and maybe something will happen. So I came back during the daytime and it was like, this is a shrine to the forest god. And I was like, what? What do you want from me? Is it a kind of thing where I have to come back in the end game to like summon like that ho ho or whatever? So there were events where you would be able to capture a Pokemon at the shrine the fuck it's 2020 i'm not how how am i supposed to do that now in 2020 does that keep me from getting that pokemon now in gold and silver we will not be able to get the pokemon what the fuck so in japan there was always a way to capture it's a celebi oh which is a grass psychic one sec let me check let me consult my list uh no not there fuck it not a sweetie don't need it fuck it I mean, you can get them with a Game Shark if we were playing on Game Boy. In Pokemon Crystal, on the virtual console, you can get it, which is via getting a GS ball. Game Shark ball? Uh, apparently, it stands for Greatest Smith's Ball. So it's basically was it Kurt? materials. You take it to Kurt. He creates this ball. You go to the shrine, and then Celebi will come out of it, and then you fight it and capture it. Okay. And you can do that, apparently, in the virtual console version of Pokemon Crystal. And you always could in Pokemon Crystal on Game Boy at an event. But gold and silver, you cannot. So we will not be getting Celebi. Well, I don't care because it's not a fucking option for me no but i'd like to have it it seems like a shitty pokemon too i'm not into it i never really was a big fan i like the combo grass psychic but i don't love the design i don't know it just seemed kind of easy so the stupid shrine is nothing and we didn't do anything there and and now we're done with ilex forest we got cut we also got a tm tmo2 called Headbutt. And what Headbutt allows you to do is you train a Pokemon with Headbutt, and that Pokemon can now ram into trees and shake items and sometimes even Pokemon out of the trees. Yeah, Headbutt is fun in this one. And I had forgotten about that. So I had spent a good long time headbutting trees trying to find sweeties. I'm going to admit now, it was a sweetie light week for me. Yeah, I think that's true. I added exactly one new sweetie to the team. I'll be interested to hear who it is. Should we do level check or should we take a break? And this is the question. Because we take a break and then we can come into level check. Yes. Very good idea. (laughs) Okay, Josh, we're back from that brief interlude. We went on break. We made water. We grabbed beers, we ate M&Ms. Hopefully you all did too. And now it's time to do our favorite segment of the evening, which is called Level Check. Level Check. Level Check. What do you do? Level Check. Level Check. Yeah, I was trying to turn it into a jingle. 
We have a jingle for it. Yeah, but the I think the level check is a little jauntier. Goldenrod Radio would love it. What kind of mon were you rolling with this week, Josh? We had a couple of developments, although the roster stayed the same. Tell me if I'm remembering correctly. All your mon are named after characters from the OC. Characters and places. Yes. And things from the OC universe. A show I'm not familiar with and have never seen, but am excited now to watch. And you should. It's a good one. Family friendly, well, to some extent. Isn't there like hate crimes and shit? No, I mean, there's crimes. Okay. Is any of the crimes in it based on like someone disliking someone else's identity? I don't think so. Uh, There are definitely gay jokes because Luke's, well, I don't know that I should spoil it. Okay, don't, no, please don't. (laughs) There's a gay, there are a couple of gay subplots. And in fact, in my OC drinking game, one of the higher scoring values is same-sex smut because they were always kind of like very like, ooh, we're going to have like two girls are going to kiss like Maybe there's an implication of, like, some guys being gay. And it's very, like, trepidatious at the time. In California? Yeah. Early mid-aughts, California. Still figuring it out. Remember they had that Prop 8 thing? Come on. I remember marching for Prop 8 at some point. Come on. It was an early march. Yeah. That was before marching was really a thing. Well, marching is really hot now. Well, I was out there on the front lines... In 2008, <laughs> marching for Prop 8 or against it? Against. It's bad. Against it. Against Prop 8. <laughs> it's bad. <laughs> okay. So, I guess I'll go. Okay. We have leading at the front, because she's coming in hot after a battle with Whitney, Julie Cooper, Bell Sprout, still. Yuck. Level 18. Then we have the rat, who... I kind of just decided to hold on to because I regretted in the first season not just getting Eradicate because it's not that hard. You like Eradicate? You like it? No. I just want to check it off the list. But they get Hyper Fang. It's your highest level Pokemon, Josh. What do you mean check it off the list? Because I wanted to evolve it. Oh, it evolves at 20? Yeah, the rat who is now Eradicate evolves at level 20 and the rat is level 20. Okay. I'll keep them around probably for a little bit, but uh, definitely not going to make it much longer. No, they're ugly. The Sraticate sprite in gold and silver in particular is bad. He's at like a weird angle. Yeah. You know that old Tumblr where it was like cats on glass tables? Yeah. And you look at them from the bottom? From beneath the glass table, yeah. Yeah, the Eradicate sprite looks like you're looking at its undercarriage. I like a lot of the updated sprites in gold, silver. Yeah, me too. But some of them, they try to get pretty artsy with them. That one is like, that's a misfire. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to see that part of Eradicate. Okay, continue. Then Taylor, Taylor Townsend, Pidgeotto, level 18. Didn't get very much action this one, this round. Mm. Then we have Marissa, Ghastly, <laughs> level 16. Also did not get very much action because... The gym is a normal type, and Ghastly's only attack move at the moment is Lick, and it's a ghost move, and ghost does not affect normal, so basically useless for now. Why? What? 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 This is the first I'm hearing of this. Why doesn't ghost affect normal? I don't know. 
I would say if I am anything, they needed to give normal something because normal is like not that great in this. It gets okay in this generation, but if I Tanner Green Ring am anything, it's a normal type human man. Well, do you like ghosts? No. I think if a ghost attacked me, it would be super effective. Oh, I see. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's right. Normies don't like ghosts. I hate ghosts. I don't want a ghost to attack me. I don't get why ghosts are ineffective against normal types. You know what should be effective against normal types? Fire types. I'm pretty damn susceptible to fire. Flammable. You're very flammable. Or steel types. If someone hit me with a steel bat, that would hurt. (laughs) Or rock types. Well, I don't know that it maps perfectly with humans. You're telling me that all the fucking Jigglypuffs I had to fight in Whitney's gym could stand up to like a blast from a rock type Pokemon? Those balloon-like Jigglypuffs are fine with like Tombstone or whatever? They do all right. Yeah. So Marissa wasn't much help to you in Goldenrod. She'll have her moment later. Okay. Hopefully not in season three, am I right? I don't I don't know. And again, I've never seen the show. <laughs> well, she's a ghost because she dies in, in season three okay. in a tragic car accident. So then we have Dr. Roberts, Geodude. Geodude had a little bit of a moment. I don't... I'm not positive when Geodude evolves. I think it's 20... One. Is that a dog I'm hearing? There's this terrible dog <laughs> that lives right next to me. And you can always hear what is going on in the hallway because the doors are pretty thin. You're in your fucking bedroom. There's an entire apartment between you and your hallway. And you can still hear that dog? Yeah, it's a bad dog. Wow. And it's like, it's tiny. Ugh, I hate it. Everybody in the building hates this dog. Yeah. It seems awful. It is awful. So Geodude, uh, very useful against the normal gym types, as we're saying, rock type, level 19. Do you have designs for Geodude, or are you going to try to get me to, to level him up into a golem for you? If I keep him long enough to evolve into a Graveler, then I would probably throw that in, just because, like, why wouldn't I? Why not? It was hard for me to imagine having a rock type in my final team, or, like, rock ground, but... It could happen. Let's keep an open mind. Let's keep an open mind. I'm having fun at the time. Yeah. And in contrast to season one, I should say, I have a unofficial directive that I want to not use a team that we that I've used before. Okay. Most of my team will be Pokemon I have not used before. Golem would definitely be one of them. Okay. Then pulling up the flank, Luke Ward, who is now a Croconaw. And that's the second evolution of Totodile. Totodile. Yeah, level 18. He just evolved. Okay. That's what I got. I don't know what Crocodile looks like. Croconaw. Croconaw? What's it called? Croconaw. And it's supposed to be like coconut? It's like croco, croco, like crocodile. Oh, I don't like it. I'm looking at the sprite. I don't like it. It's not very good. It's got another one of the similar to like Togepi where it's got like, it looks like it's got its shell on it. But it never came out of a shell. It sort of looked like it's wearing a, a like a Fred Flintstone tunic of some sort. It does have a prehistoric vibe. I guess it's kind of cute. Uh, now I'm coming around on it, actually. <laughs> well, it doesn't matter because it's not a sweetie. Mm, I think I like it. I was wrong. I think I like it. <laughs> yeah, it grows on you. 
Just like Luke Ward does in the OC. You hate him in the beginning, but man, yeah. he's got some character development and some expose. I'm, and again, I'm really looking forward to watching the show. All right. Tell us about where Fjellstan is at. Okay. So we start off strong with a new player on the team. Ooh. Whose name is Christina. And surely you're saying, Christina, that seems like a fairly normal name for a, a Pokemon. It's not. It's from... Civilization Six. Civilization Six, and she was the queen. queen of Sweden in 1632. She's a fun one. She is fun. I like when you're playing Civ Six. Oh, I should say this. My character's name is Fjallstad. He's Josh Fjallstad's biggest fan, and he <laughs> names all his Pokemon after Josh's favorite video game, which is not Pokemon, but Civ Six. I, Tanner Greenring, not my character, also play a lot of Civ Six, and have encountered Christina, and I like how like sassy Christina is. Every time like you have a like parlay with her, she's always just like, "Oh, you here in my palace?" Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I noticed that you uh, don't really like science. <laughs> I hope you're rotten hell. Yeah. So I like Christina a lot. And that is my new Pokemon, and it is it's named after the Queen of Sweden, and it is a Nidorina. Oh, I see. Level 17. I see what you're doing there. Okay. And what happened with Nidorina was I caught Nidoran female. Okay. I don't even know where you caught that. I don't have one of those. There's like a national park north of Goldenrod. Oh, where the wiggling tree is? No, you you don't even have to get past the wiggling tree. Well, we can't yet. There's a wiggling tree, and you can't get past it until you get something called the squirt bottle. It's a Mr. Squirt bottle. He's dead to us. <laughs> okay. You can't get the squirt bottle until you beat Whitney, and the last thing I did, literally I, my save file is in Whitney's gym, so I didn't I didn't go past the wiggling tree, but I did like find my way into some park and did some Pokemon hunting and found the one Sweetie available to me in this whole section, which was... Nidoran female, whom I caught and trained up, but I did disqualify her from the gym battle because Nidorina and Nidoran female are not sweeties. <laughs> yeah. Only Nidor Queen is a sweetie. Nidor Queen is the only sweetie in that evolutionary line. <laughs> so she is, and I'm a purist, so Christina Nidorina is prohibited from participating in gym battles. Until she becomes a Nido Queen. Although I think at this point, is it just a matter of giving her a stone? Unless it changed for some reason, you'd probably want to do the same thing we did in season one where you evolve it at level 23 so she learns Body Slam. Okay. And also, we don't have Moonstones yet, and I don't really remember how to get them. They're fucking like drowning in Moonstones in Gen 1, but yeah, now it's a drought. It's a Moonstone drought. So she's level 17. Then it becomes a lot more familiar. We've got Gilgamesh, who is my Togepi, yeah. level 18. Okay. We've got Gorgo, who's my Bayleaf, level 24. Oh, 20. We've got Barbarossa, who's my Pidgeotto, level 26. Jesus Christ. Like <laughs> Wilhelmina, who is my Flaffy at level 24. <laughs> okay. And then I got this sixth member of my squad. <laughs> Okay. I was in some building in Goldenrod, and there's too many fucking buildings in Goldenrod, so it's like I couldn't even keep track of what building I was in. I think I missed a couple even. 
and I love going to barging into everyone's house, but I, I don't think I covered that whole thing. But some dude was like, hey, my friend is expecting a message from me. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. He's up on, on Route 36 north of here. Could you take this Pokemon who is holding a message for my friend and bring it to my friend? And because I'm a little sweetie starved this week, I had an extra slot on my team. And I was like, yeah, I'll do this favor for you. And you know what he gave me, Josh? A fucking Spearow. <laughs> yeah. Called Kenya. Kenya. In all caps. I got Kenya also, yeah. I forgot about that. And it's holding uh it's holding something. I guess it's a letter. It's got like a flowery letter. Yeah. Like did you look at the the stationery? No, absolutely not. It's not my that's not my business. Oh, I read it. That's private correspondence. Oh. Look at you, man. You're so gross. <laughs> you're always like fucking interacting with these freaks and you're always <laughs> reading their letters. Oh man, it's starting to catch up with me though because when I was on once I was out of Ilex Forest and I was on Route 34, I got barraged with fucking phone calls from these people. <laughs> yeah, of course you did. Anthony the hiker was calling me to just talk about his fucking like, "Hey man, what are you up to tonight? You want to go grab a beer?" He's like, "Uh, I think there's some Dunsparce out in Dark Cave." I'm like, first of all, Dunsparce sucks, and I'm not going to go all the way back to Dark Cave to get that." And then Ralph called me, the fisherman. You're only talking to these older men. Oh, I got a lady's number on Route 34. <laughs> Gina. I got Gina's number. We'll see where that goes for Joshua. I don't talk to any of these people. I didn't read the letter, but I do have this fucking Pokemon on my team, and I hate it. Because <laughs> it's not a sweetie. Spiro's absolutely not a sweetie. No, definitely not. And as soon as I can get, I'm like, what if I just released it? Could I just release it now? Well, then you don't get whatever you get out care. of that quest, which is probably the Sphero. <laughs> I don't remember how that resolves. If I get to this person who I have the letter for, and they're like, thanks for the letter. You can keep the Sphero. What I'm going to do is I'm going to be like, thanks, and release it into the sky and shoot it. Shoot it out of the sky <laughs> and let my fucking Night Arena eat it. Oh, wow. Okay. That's what I'm going to do. I don't need a Spiro on my team. It's a symbol of their love, this Spiro, and you're going to shoot it. I don't care. And let your Pokemon eat it. It's disgusting to me. <laughs> Spiro. Get that out of my face. Yeah. Spiro's not great. Anyway, let's level check. <laughs> That's level check. And we made our way up th through Route 34, which is just like one of those sort of routes where there's a bunch of trainers that you have to fucking fight. So I had like Gina. She wanted to have my number. I met this guy, Todd. I got his number. <laughs> Disgusting. That was a mistake. Stop that. It's so gross. I can't. They're going to be calling you nonstop. But they sometimes give you good info and I can't stop myself. I can't remember who's good. No, absolutely not. Absolutely not. They don't give you any good info. I mean, that was about it. Route 34 is real short. Daycare is there. Did you drop anyone off at the daycare? Nope. I also did not do that yet. I probably won't until if and when I decide to do some breeding. Yuck. Don't say it like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh... Goldenrod City is where we are now. Yeah. Goldenrod City is too big to talk about in like literally one episode. So we're just going to touch on it pretty briefly. There's a ton of shit here. Yeah. 
it's essentially the Celadon city of Johto. It's got a department store. It's got an underground like market. It's got a game corner where you can do some gambling. It's got a bike store where you can get a bike. It's got a radio tower where you can get a little card for your Pokedex that plays radio songs. Professor Oak's podcast. It's got a name raider where you can get your names rated and change the names of your Pokemon. Bill's family lives there and through some weird like <laughs> time warp. I don't even understand the chronology of this game anymore because like Bill is a boy now. Did you catch this? Did he do some weird experiment and he's a boy now? I don't know. Someone was like, I went into Bill's house and Bill's like dad was like, Bill's my son. And then Bill's sister was like, Bill's my brother. Yeah, that's fine. He's not old. He could have been like in his 20s. We don't know how old he is. He's like a kind of eccentric, like entrepreneur or some shit, like mad scientist. You think they miss him? I mean, I don't know. He seemed kind of like a freak. He lives over in Kanto. So they were saying, though, he's in Ecrotique for some reason at the moment. What? He sallies around. What did you just say? Ecrotique. What word did you just say? Ecrotique. It's a city. In this game? In Johto. Okay. We're going to get to it. Okay. Is it the next city? Yeah. So it's a little foreshadowing. Ecrotique. Bill is there. That's right. Okay. He was just in Kanto last game. There's a guy in the Pokemon Center in Goldenrod. No, absolutely not. I did not talk to that guy. <laughs> He's like, oh, I wonder how many Pokemon there are. Like, I remember that Professor Oak three years ago said there were 150. So they placed us in a timeline that we are three years after the events of Pokemon Red and Blue and Yellow. Okay. Okay. Theoretically. So Mr. Squirt is probably a household name then. Yeah. And everyone's always talking about Kanto and they're like, oh, you know, Mr. Squirt, he runs the SSN. <laughs> Captain Mr. Squirt. Captain Mr. Squirt. <laughs> So there's all sorts of shit to do here. Everyone's afraid of this thing called the underground. A guy threw his coin case out in the underground. People are afraid to go down there. Yeah, there's again, which is funny, some guy whose life kind of fell apart and he's like wandering around the game corner and he's like, I, I lost my coin case in the underground. Yeah. And it's pretty rough down there. And then you go down there and it's just, it's fine. It's like, there's a few trainers. It's like a flea market. It looked fine. Yeah. There's a little salon. You can do up your Pokemon. You can uh, buy some weird like herbs and drugs. I went into the salon and I didn't understand it and just immediately left. Partially how Pokemon level up in this one. Some of them evolve based on like achieving a certain level of happiness and places like the salon is how you make them happier. My Pokemon are happy as hell. I think there's a lady in this town who also will tell you how happy your Pokemon are. There it is, yeah. Yeah, that's irrelevant at the moment. It's irrelevant. The only thing the underground was super useful for was finding the coin case, and then you can go up and do gambling at the game corner. But then you go up to the game corner, and they introduce this new game that's like card. The like card match thing. It's like a card game. It's like three card Monty or like... I'm gonna be t- I'm gonna be totally honest with you, Josh. I went at a game quarter. I bought fifty coins. I went to the card game and I started it, and literally did not understand it. I was like, "No, <laughs> I cannot wrap my head around what you're trying to tell me with this." And I played it once and I lost. And I was like, "Nah, I don't, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I don't get it. I don't get it. I'm out." It's no explanation. It's just two cards, and it rapidly flips between them, and it says, "Pick a card." And you just hit A, it lands on one of them, and then it says, okay, pick, like, a fucking a bunch of numbers and, like, a color. And there's, like, this grid to the right there where it's, like, here's a polywag, and it's worth one. And it's, like, what does that mean? 
Right. There's a Pikachu and Oddish. It, it's totally inexplicable how the values are assigned. I just did not understand it. It sucked. I hated it. I played it once and I was like, eh, fuck this. You did not uh, rob the one-armed bandit this time? Well, I tried for a little bit. Because the only thing that's motivating for me this time is one of the three Pokemon available to purchase with Game Corner coins is a Dratini. Yeah, that was interesting. Who is a sweetie? Yeah. So do I want to try to like spend a lot of money on Game Corner to get Dratini? I don't know. Yeah. Probably. It could be pretty fun to have one this early on. I think I'm going to have to go visit my mom to be like, hey, you know all those coins you're fucking like grifting off of me? Time to pay the piper, mom. All right. So Game Corner sucks. There's a new card game that sucks and fuck it. (laughs) There's a radio tower. Radio tower is like such a big set piece in this fucking city that I was like, surely this is going to like be important at some point. Did you notice the man who is clad in all black standing out front of it though? I don't think so. Did that look familiar to you? No. You might want to go back and check that out. Something's up. Something's starting to unfurl in Goldenrod Radio Tower. Okay. So this is going to be significant later. But we'll get into that in a later episode. Also the train station where it's like, this feels like a lot to include in the game and not to be a thing. So maybe something will happen later. Yeah, and the guard is just like, it's not working. I don't know. Maybe what I'll do is I'll just carry passengers on my back. And I'm like, guy, I don't have time for this joke. It's not even a good joke. He, like, cuts you off, though. You're like, guy, I don't have time for... And he's like, I couldn't do that. (laughs) (laughs) And it's like, yeah, that was was what I was about to say. Yeah. But then the gym leader. Yeah, I think we just go to the gym leader after that. I mean... There's a gym in... Goldenrod City, Josh warned me not to look her up on Google Images. I did so anyway. <laughs> oh, no. People have <laughs> had a lot of... Um, what's the way to say this? God, things go south in the third row. There are a lot of fans of Whitney. Yeah. And the way they express their interest in Whitney is to illustrate her in a manner that is aggressively sexual (laughs) and i don't quite know like i look at an image of whitney and what i see is literally typical pokemon trainer she looks like nurse joy yeah except she's got sort of big bosoms bazongos bazongos yeah (laughs) you almost say bazingas yeah If you ever needed to, like, kind of a litmus test on whether or not Josh was a gay man or not, he almost called boobs bazingas. <laughs> I've learned a lot of, like, new terms for breasts and vaginas. <laughs> Only in, you know, a season and a half of this show. She's got a thick butt and wide hips and big bazingas in Josh's terms. So, of course, of course, these impressionable 14-year-old boys are going to be like, yummy, yummy. I'm on the Bulbapedia page, and it also just, her subtitle is, she is known as the incredibly pretty girl. And she is, I, 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 she's pretty. I mean, you, you can tell by her dialogue in the game that they're going to be triggered by her. Her dialogue is very like, 
I love cute Pokemon and like I like boys and hoo-hoo-hoo. Did you see the image I sent you? Oh god. <laughs> I'm trying to repress it. That was in the safe search Google image results, Josh. It's just everything in this photo is about to burst out of whatever it's in. <laughs> There's both Whitney and Miltank in this photo that I sent to Josh and they're god, and Miltank for some reason has blush and like eyeshadow. They're both just like voluptuous. <laughs> yeah. Whitney proved no challenge to me. Yeah, I had a similar experience. Well, I would say I was expecting more of a challenge. I remember as a kid that the mill tank was a big problem because if you let it get started with rollout, it eventually can like one hit KO your mons. But I never played this having a Geodude. I've also never played it with a Ghastly at this stage. So all I had to do is I bring out Ghastly, Hypnosis, swap in Geodude, and then Geodude just Magnitudes and uh, Rock Slides. And if she woke up, which Miltank did wake up, and she drank some milk. Oh my god. Which I did not like. Uh, well, So I have two things to say. <laughs> the first thing to say that I want to say is Miltank is absolutely, obviously, <laughs> obviously my You Make Me Barf Pokemon of the Week. <laughs> yeah. Obviously, right? Disgusting. Yes, yes. It's gross. Its nipples are all flopping out everywhere. <laughs> and it drinks its own milk to, like, sustain itself. <laughs> yeah. Disgusting. I hate Miltank. I hate it. The second thing I want to say, Josh, is while you were talking, I continued to look at Whitney images. <laughs> of course you did. And I ended up on a website. Uh-oh. Called rule34.xxx. Oh, no. I wasn't... I was trying to just not even mention that. I wanted, kind of wanted to go to it. And I'm looking at... <laughs> That's the punchline. Never Google something and rule 34 because there will always be something. Oh, wow. Can I send you an, an extremely graphic image? Yeah. It's so graphic that I literally don't even... I can't even wrap my head around it. Oh, my God. God. If you're listening to your the show with your kids, please send them out of the room. And if <laughs> if you're an open-minded individual, I, oh I my even even God. if you are an open-minded individual, I do not encourage you to look this up, but what I did was I found an image of what the hell is even go what am I looking at? There's so much going on in this image. There's so much going on in this image. This is an image we will not be sharing. No. No, no, no. We could You could describe how to find it. We will end up on a list if we But I am not image. sharing this image. This is a fucking nightmare. Here's what we're looking at. It's an image of Whitney and she's <laughs> in she's in sort of a cat like a um cow. What's a, what's this kind of cow called with the white and black Holstein? Yeah, I think so. Holstein cow get up where she's in thigh high boots and a g-string and a bikini top and sort of like gloves that have the holstein pattern and she's got a nose ring in to make her look like a bull okay so it's like whitney and then she's in like cow gear great and that sounds fine she also has gigantic oversized enormous breasts they almost look like they need to be milked and is i think the implication penis length nipples hanging off of the breasts and penis-shaped nipples. Penis length and penis-shaped nipples. What the hell? Hanging off the breasts. And the breasts are poking out of heart-shaped holes in the bikini top. 
and they're shooting out milk onto sort of a a horse-sized and shaped penis. Yeah. That belongs to Whitney, I should say. Yep. Now she has a penis in this one. It's very engorged. And then there's four tasteful black bars over the penis, I guess, to censor it. (laughs) Not very well. And it's definitely a horse penis because, like, three quarters way down the penis, it, like, it has a sheath as though it's an animal penis. It's a nightmare. And the only thing the bikini bottom is keeping in is those big horse balls. Oh, my God. And the penis is ejaculating into a literal milk tank, not the Pokemon milk tank, but, like, a tank designed for capturing milk. Yeah. And she's holding a little jar of what I assume is her ejaculate. Yeah. She's also very hairy, which is fine. She's got underarm hair, and she's got a lot of pubic hair. It's a natural woman mill tank. And she's covered in Japanese script, and she's also saying something in Japanese that I I cannot read or understand. She's tagged also in her ear, like a cow. And this is sort of the space that Josh and I are playing in now. Really upsetting. I knew Whitney was a thing. Really upsetting. Uh-huh. But I, I imagine for pretty much everyone in this game, there's something going on like this. The gym leaders in particular. Oofta. This is rough. This image I was... I, now I've closed it, mercifully closed it. But the image I was oh, just I'm looking at I'm a few pages was, in. <laughs> oh, you're, you're continuing to explore. It's bad. Oh, my God. The image I was looking at was pretty upsetting. And I know I'm the guy who, like, takes it there. I'm the guy who's like, Pokemon are sexy. We may have hit a, a turning point. Not like this. <laughs> not like this. To quote the Matrix, not like these. Please don't. Not like this. Not like this. Well, that feels like the point we should end, but... I think we've got to turn out of this spiral or just, like, drive this airplane that's spiraling into the ocean straight down into the water. Well, can I do something wholesome? <laughs> if, if you feel like that's appropriate, yeah. We didn't do my sweetie. Okay. It's because you didn't fucking take a note of it in the goddamn outline this week. My sweetie was in Whitney's gym as well. And I think it's pretty clear. I mean, you must have noticed the sprite. Joshy's sweetie this week is Meowth. Okay. I see it. I always like Meowth. Meowth is already a sweetie. The sprite... This gen is really good. They got this sprite right. It's very sassy and kind of like tilted to the to the right. Yep. And then his or her eyes are closed. And then it's just got one of its paws over its mouth like it's just pulled off a little caper. It's like a tee-hee-hee. I'm naughty. Yeah. Yeah, a little naughty, naughty meowth. In the context of the conversation we just had about <laughs> horse dick Whitney. Don't say naughty. It feels weird that Meowth is like, I'm a little bit naughty. But divorced from that context, I think it's fine. Look at this one. Don't send me... <laughs> We're going to be on some list. Josh is sending me rule rule 34.xxx. <laughs> Here's my problem with the image you just sent me. <laughs> It's an image of Whitney in the same Holstein cow thing. Yeah. 
And is, is she depicted in that somewhere? Like, why is everyone depicting her in this Holstein cow thing? She's wearing a normal outfit. In the game does not imply. This is the second image in a row where we found that she's in, like, thigh-high tights and, like, gloves that depict, like, a Holstein cow pattern. And, like, a, a, like a, like a necklace that has, like, a bell on it. Like, she's a cow and she has cow horns. And she's... Yeah. Again, has incredibly huge and gorgeous breasts in this, <laughs> and she's squatting in a way that allows for the semen that is obviously coming out of her vagina to like trickle out. <laughs> and the implication is she's holding on to the main, the like rough of a Tauros. And I guess the implication is that she fucked this Tauros. Oh yeah, I hate this, and I hate that we ended up here. This is where the show is gone. You've been setting it up for weeks. I hate that this is where the show is gone, Josh. (laughs) Well, let's go home. That's what we got. We'll end it there. I think that proves that Miltank is maybe the grossest one that that you've nominated so far. And Whitney's the the grossest gym leader we've ever faced. Yeah. And I'm not yucking yums. If you want to, if you're into it, I don't care. (laughs) I don't even care. You're not hurting anyone. But I feel like your talents could be probably channeled into a more productive part of society. Like, these are good illustrations. Very detailed. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Hire these illustrators. Hire these illustrators. If you're someone who's drawn one of these very, very, very pornographic images of Whitney... DM us and we'll hook you up with like someone who's hiring illustrators. And if you're looking for an illustrator, DM us. We'll hook you up with someone who's drawn very, very, very pornographic images of Whitney. We got it. We got it handled. We're facilitators here. Well, oh, I'm I'm like eight pages deep, Josh. I stopped. I was at like page eleven. There started to get like a crossover between Whitney and May, who is one of the anime women characters and i was like uh oh <laughs> oh no what have you found i i can't <laughs> all right let's get out of here before before we end up on a watch list somewhere my name this week has been titanatar aka tanner greenring and i am joined by my co-host Heracrosh Fielstad, Josh Fielstad, as I am every week. This is Experience Share a Pokemon Podcast. Join us next week when we journey into Ecrotique City. We head north. We go through that national park that you already started exploring, where I believe they have a bug catching contest, right? I don't know. I, I really, I like literally dipped in. I was like, what is going on here? And then dipped out. We go through the national park, we'll get that squirt bottle, and we find out what's going on with this wriggling tree, and then we go to Ecrotique City and we see what's up. In the context of everything we were just looking at, please do not say the word squirt or wriggling. (laughs) We will face a gym leader, name unknown, and frankly, at this point, I'm terrified to look up any gym leader, so I cannot tell you this person's name, but I think they are a ghost type trainer. Yeah, Morty. Morty, the ghost type trainer, and I I shan't be looking up Morty, the ghost type trainer, on rule34.xxx. You know that somebody named Morty's got some fucked up stuff going on. Ugh.
But catchers, thank you so much for joining us. Rate and review the podcast on Apple Podcasts, on Spotify, on whatever podcast listening app you use. We really need those ratings. That is what counts. Follow us on Twitter and on Instagram at EXP Share Pod. We do level checks there each week so you can keep track of our Pokemon. And you can get visuals. Josh usually pulls out a segment of the show that you can share with friends. And please do share those. We put up polls. All right. I will see you, Josh, next week in Ecrutique. Ecrutique. All right. Goodbye. Smell you later.